0: sure hello everybody welcome to another episode of the thriving adoptees podcast so today i'm delighted to be joined by terry terry novak uh, fellow adoptee really looking forward to our conversation um so we we came up with a a, a theme uh, terry had done some a lot a lot of work in and um, you know thinking about what we could talk about before she actually got in touch with me so that's that's great and and she got in touch with me, and she's usually is the way around. So I'm delighted <laughs> that you know I, I'm I'm getting onto people's radars, and uh, and the podcast is getting onto people's radars. So that's great to hear. Great to hear. So welcome to the show, Jerry. Looking forward to our conversation today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for um, having me here and sharing me with all your friends. Yeah,
0: beautiful. Um, so I think we've got a, a theme uh, for today of um, uh, awakening. And, uh, and then a kind of like a, a, a sub theme around creativity, and some new awarenesses that you came through. And, and yeah, I guess you're still coming through, through through writing, are you?
1: Yes, yes, I've been writing for five or six years now.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, one day, I just got this idea. I don't know exactly where it came from. But it was like, you will write about adoption, Terry. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, what was the context for, the, for, for that?
1: Well, I had written did it come a couple out of,
0: did it come out of, it came, did, did it, did there, was there a conversation or was there, was there something that was a precursor to that or did it just arrive as a complete bolt out of the blue?
1: Yeah, no, it was actually a little bit instigated. So, um, as I was talking through with uh, my friends and about my previous books, uh, People getting to know you, they'll they'll say, "Tell me something about you." You know that maybe everybody doesn't know. And I'm like, and it always came out, "I'm adopted," and they're like, "Oh," and that seemed to be very intriguing to people. And what was interesting to me was why is that so intriguing to people when I say that? And so um, that's that's kind of what prompted it. I'm like, I think for my next writing project, since people show interest in this, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that. Yeah. Yeah, Yep. Yeah. What was what was kind of, I mean, I didn't have this deep inner need oh. to look into it. Um, but uh, once I decided to go ahead and start outlining, you know, I started outlining what I was going to do, uh, it turned into an opportunity to take time and honor my parents. So my parents are elderly, uh, in their late 80s. And I'm like, I I'm gonna interview them, you know, like I would subjects for a um, any other book I was writing. And, uh, and I'm like, I'll get a chance to get my mom and dad on audio, you know, and tell their stories and that kind of thing. And so um, I was really looking forward to it from that perspective of honoring my parents, my adopted parents. Yeah. And so what was interesting to me as I, Asked them questions about like before I was adopted, why they, they decided to go into adoption. And this was back in the early sixties. So um, I was surprised there were things they completely blocked out. They had zero memory of. And I'm like, that's interesting. Like perhaps it was traumatic for them. Um, I wondered why they couldn't remember any of it, maybe just because of their age. But then when I talked about that moment where they actually and and they talked about this, that the picked you up from the agency moment, they remembered every single detail, what the office looked like, what the people were wearing, what the papers were they dealt with, um, how I was handled, what I was wearing, you know, all that kind of thing. And I'm like, now that's incredible. They remember every single detail about that day you know, whose car they borrowed (laughs) to get there. Um, But they couldn't remember a thing about what happened before that. And so that got me, so then I gave, allowed myself to be curious. And um, I realized that this was going to be more than just a love story, that uh, it was going to include some things that I, I hadn't previously taken time to think about. Yeah. Yeah wow yeah um,
0: my my mum was telling me the other day about um telling me that i was a, a adopted because they were going to, to back to the same agency um, to to pick up my little sister so i you know i was two or just under two or I, about that uh, and um uh, apparently i complained that my sister got my blanket or something like that uh oh um but i I got a I got a toy or something like that to distract me I guess from having another sister so yeah i and but she, I've not asked my mum in depth and interviewed them clearly like um, like you have so so was was this was this um um, mem- uh, you know, uh, the memory of the of the of the peak, of the peak moment, um, uh, and uh, uh, lack of memory around the other stuff was that one of your newer kind of awarenesses that you that you came to. Is that
1: it was? It was. Um, I didn't realize. I just didn't take the time uh, to know. They had never previously talked about their experience. They always kind of gave me kind of the traditional stories. I I always knew I was adopted. Um, we had uh extensive baby book um the baby book included things like the receipt for you know the fees payment in it which was always kind of an interesting debate between me and my adopted brother we we debate about why one person cost more than the other person yeah. <laughs> and uh joked about it but i mean just like interesting little aspects of your childhood you know it was just part of what i took for granted which was normal and then when you start talking about it to people are like you had a receipt in your baby book like, well, yeah, kind of like didn't everybody. <laughs> your mom didn't keep your receipt. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, just finding out these details, hearing their perspective, uh realizing there was an element of um pain that my my parents went through was was one of the first things I'm like um like this empathy that I'd never thought of having before. Like I developed this this new empathy that I didn't even know was necessary for uh, the overall experience from my parents' perspective. Yeah, so that's that's kind of how that's when the like when I talk about the awakenings, it wasn't like big Bang Awakening. <laughs> it was like it was little steps with each person I allowed myself to, you know, empathize with and explore into their stories. Um, and imagine what their experience was, you know, around, you know, other than just my experience, but like the energy and the experiences other people had around me. So it started with my parents, um, and that was really beautiful. And they loved talking about it, by the way, if you haven't ever sat down and really dug into your parents giving details, um, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. And it, it's fascinating um, what they what they remember and don't remember, and and the details that that are in their hearts, and how their eyes sparkle, you know, at certain moments, is it's really beautiful. Um, and that shifted to my brother. It's interesting you mentioned your sister, because um, in that conversation, then we always went to my brother. Now we, my brother passed about a decade ago, and so oh. uh, yeah, thank you. And so when we we went into speaking about my brother, like we got an opportunity to remember some beautiful things about him. And that's when I realized I had more work to do on grieving with my brother. And I, it also gave me an opportunity in my, in my writing exercise to explore adoptive sibling relationships. Yeah. And I had never done that before. And that was like, again, I just following my curiosity. Uh, through this creative process, I learned a lot about um, adoptee sibling relationships uh, that I didn't know and how that's a source of pain for a lot of people. And to for me, it was just a source of joy. And I always figured that was everybody's experience, but clearly everybody's experience isn't my experience.
0: So I just want to pu- pull back um, to two to. to very important themes i think that you've 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 mentioned and they are curiosity and empathy um and um they seem really really important to me well more than seem actually yeah <laughs> they and uh, I was—I've literally just done it, as you, I just, as I've told you before we started recording. I've literally done another, um, literally done a, a, another recording, and and did this, and I expect other people to be as curious. I, I don't, I, I rate myself very highly on curiosity. I don't know whether I rate myself very highly on. On empathy, and maybe I'm kind of in the middle, some somewhere. So sometimes I, uh, so sometimes I, I cause offence, and I've no idea that I've done it. And some people sometimes I don't cause offence, but think I have. So my ability to read, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see myself as particularly skilled in that. Um, but I do rate myself quite highly on on, on curiosity, um, and I, and I think it's really important. And I think one of the mistakes I, I I make is that I expect everybody to be as curious as me. Yeah. And and that I, I, I not everybody
1: I, not, is. You know. <laughs> or. Yeah, I I can speak to my own, like I'm kind of like you, I consider myself like high on the curiosity scale. I'm an analyst, you know, systems analyst by my um, job. And um, I'm used to digging into details, asking people questions, that kind of thing. But as I was going through uh, this exercise of writing a book about adoption, um, there were some areas I was surprised to find I wasn't curious about. And so I kind of looked at myself and I'm like, where's the block there, Terry? (laughs) Um, One one of those things was um, reaching out towards a reunion with my first mother. So uh, we had an interesting circumstance. My first mother actually went to my adoptive parents' household in the 1970s. And said, look, I just, this is driving me crazy. I have to know if my baby's okay, you know, if she's in a good good home. And fortunately, my parents were loving. And I mean, they had a very loving interaction. And they alleviated her worry, but they didn't allow us a reunion at the time. Um, I was an early teen, like 13, 14. And they're like, this is not a good time for Terry to do that. But we promise when she's 18, we'll give you her information. And so this was before an 18 year old could get their own information. (laughs) So that was very generous. Uh, What was uh, my interesting experience was when I turned 18, I was not immediately driven to go see her. And I didn't think much about it at the time. I mean, I just went on with 18 year old life, went to college, got married, had a baby, still hadn't met her. And, um, I, when as I'm writing and researching this book, I'm like, why did why did I wait all that time? You know why wasn't I curious in that moment, you know in my real life? And um, I still don't have a lot of answers about that. but I have um, I I appreciate the opportunity to create more relationship with myself and dig into it and go, yeah, maybe everything wasn't okay. You know, (laughs) maybe everything Um, wasn't the adoption roses story. If it was, I I might have just followed my natural curiosity, you know, and went and saw her immediately. So, yeah.
0: It's funny as, as you're saying that I'm, I'm I'm thinking about what I said about myself and I didn't have that curiosity either, you know, (laughs) and and, I, 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 and the way I saw that later on was, well, it was the it was a it was a a good sign. It it was it was a, a good sign. Now, um, as in, it was a sign that um, I was what's the word I mean the jargon is securely attached I think it's the jargon that the shrinks would use yeah um and like and the the I, I've got one very strong example a practical well you yeah, know example a one a once very strong memory actually that I kind of I think sums that up beautifully. Is well, yeah, beautifully. I don't know. It, it sums it up anyway. Um, it is is that you know? My parents, my sister asked me if you know if I if I ever when when I was she would be eight, I would be ten, some something around those ages. Uh, I, I don't, I can't remember exactly when it was, but I, I remember exactly what she said. You know, do you ever consider finding your real, you know, searching for your real parents? Uh, and um, or did she say searching? Find it, I know. At ten I wasn't really good. and I said no, um mum and dad are our real parents. And, and and that wasn't me blowing smoke up her behind. That that was the truth. Now sorry listeners, if you've heard me say this before, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I started to finish um shrinks can make anything linked to anything you know they, they can I'm quite curious and I'm also quite susceptible and I'm quite gullible I can take stuff on I can take stuff on I I, can take stuff on. I, I, I don't I don't bat stuff uh, uh, a way and I think this is um this is you know a, a, a double-edged sword um and I don't know really where I'm'm'm I'm, I'm, I'm going here but somebody can somebody can sow a seed in in me and it and it can it can grow um and you know I was talking to a fellow adoptee the other day a couple of weeks ago and she mentioned something. And it actually took me down. So I was just I was saying something, kind of in passing, and she almost catastrophized it. She made it into a bigger deal, and it it landed on me. It, and and afterwards, I felt ooh, that hurt. Um, and um. And despite all that, I still feel pretty securely attached to, to my unfortunately my dad's died but I feel securely attached to, to, to my mum and I refer to my own primal wound if there was one as a paper cut rather than some people else have a shark bite and and I talk about two 20second bursts of anger and fear towards my birth mother 40 seconds in 55 years of life and I really don't think I'm suppressing it you know? um, and yet I can still see I can still be um I can still be triggered so I heard a joke I, 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 I something said in joke in jest by somebody that I know yesterday about adoption And it just it just knocked me slightly. It 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 wobbled me. I didn't go into a meltdown. But this episode is supposed to be about you, so I think I've been rambling on a lot. uh, Rambling on a bit there, but um, I don't know why I started down that rabbit hole. Let's go back to the thing. What what do you make of?
1: Well, what I I wanted to point out was we were talking about you know curiosity when we didn't didn't have curiosity. know maybe what's underlying that but um what was really interesting going through this creative process of writing a book so and and i um decided to make it a work of fiction i I looked into making it a memoir but i really wanted to uh, after i interviewed my parents i wanted to incorporate the perspective of the adoptive mother and i also wanted to incorporate the perspective of the adoptive um, of the relinquishing mother, right? The first mother, and so um, and I knew that was tricky business because you know I'm I haven't had that experience myself, and so I I knew I could never fully represent my mother's perspective properly. Um, so I'm like, this is going to be a work of fiction. I'm going to research it and do it the best I can. But that was very important to me to like incorporate their perspectives. And so going through this, I got an opportunity to work with my editor and take the perspective of the reader, um, which I, I don't know if I would have ever taken the, the very careful time in which to do that unless I was writing for an audience. And so um, I remember we got to this point with my editor and I'm like, Uh, I had done some research. I I had done some reading about first moms and the relinquishment experience in the 60s. And I'm like, I am worried I'll trigger people. You know, um, I really want to do this, but I'm concerned about that. And I want this to be a loving, helpful story to folks. I don't want it to help, you know, have them walk away feeling hurt in any way. Um, And uh, so That was another, like, you know, those incremental steps of awakening. That was another one um, talking about trigger, like, just from a literary perspective, like, what do you think of trigger warnings in a book? Like, should I spend time in creating a trigger warning Um, or, like, whatever caveats to the reader? And um, my editor was great. Um, God bless her, uh, Natalie Serber. She is like a partial uh, psychologist, (laughs) just in the work she does as a writing teacher. But she said, you know, I don't think much of trigger warnings. She goes, make it clear in the title of your story what you're writing about, you know, and and people can choose to to pick up the book or not. She said, but but life is life is trauma. And and there's lots of experiences people have and the experience you're going to talk about is adoption. And and that's okay, people will still pick up the book, they will still come through it with their um, impressions that hopefully that they have chosen to go through. And um, that was super helpful for me
0: thank as you for far res- as,
1: as opening up.
0: Yeah, thank you for rescuing us from the rabbit hole that I took us down and I'm sorry that I took <laughs> us down it, but hopefully it was, wasn't too uh, disagreeable an experience. I never use a word like disfigure out. So, how, <laughs> how, how, let me ask you a better question, right? So, how, uh, how, do you, how, how do you think? How do you feel that your curiosity has impacted your empathy for people in the triad? Or oh, if you prefer that term,
1: it's expanded it hugely. Um, even something as simple as so, I'll tell on myself a little bit. I signed up for some Facebook groups, because there's uh, a lot of different uh, adoptee groups that have a particular perspective, like they kind of um, follow, you know, a channel of their feelings about uh, adoption from adoptee's perspective. And I was kind of piping up in some of these Facebook forums. (laughs) And people would say stuff to me like, have you read anything about adoption? And I'm like, yes, yes, I'm qualified to be here. I'm adoptee, I've read, I've write, I've talked. And they're like, yeah, but but what you're saying is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, um, this, is, this is where I had to learn about, like, empathy. And, like, what I'm saying was very true to my experience. But oftentimes, I didn't leave room for other people's experience. You know, I kind of wanted to... Like help people see my perspective without first appreciating their perspective and experiences, yeah. and so like that was a a a real live life example of it. One of the moderators kicked me out, and um, I actually am thankful for that
0: because what was the reason for kicking you out?
1: Um, because I was. <laughs> what you really want me to tell on myself all the way, I, I was um, speaking with another adoptee who was sharing, you know, uh, they had a good adoption experience, they were going through a kind of shadow time of, of their life, and they couldn't figure out why. And they thought maybe it was because of the primal wound, because they were adopted. And I'm like, isn't that convenient? you know <laughs> I'm like you've had a whole life you're in your 40s or 50s you know i'm like it could be a whole ton of things that are putting you into this this shadow time of your life and and the moderator's like yeah no that's not respecting the person you know get out uh, i'm like that's kind of an honest question it, you know it really could be a lot of things um but it it was useful uh it, when i when i told the story like i am to you to my first mother uh, so when I went, I flew out to her house to to interview her, similar to my parents. Yeah. And um, I say interview, like it's, it's technical, but yeah. we visit all the time. And it's like a chance to, Hey, are you okay if I'm taking notes and you know, I'm writing a book, you know, and, and ask more details. But uh, I told her my story about the Facebook group and she was, she was horrified. She was like, you did not say that, you know? And I'm like. Uh, actually, I did, and um, she, and then we had a chance to talk about how to improve my empathy and understanding and um, openness and giving space to other people's experiences that were different from mine. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a huge like wisdom leap for me. <laughs>
0: wisdom leap.
1: Yeah, wisdom leap. <laughs>
0: leap. Um, but, interestingly. I had some feedback uh on empathy from a fellow adoptee uh who was on the, the webinar that I did the other week. And um she you know, she kind of like drew my attention to it, you know. It, it, pretty, pretty much in the same in a completely different way but echoing very much what you just echoing very much what 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 you, you just said um and i i want to just t- share another quick story about this um that this trauma stuff and this this primal which so have you, have you read a book I think I don't know how many books he's got but um, have you heard of an author called Joe Soul? Have you heard of him? Joe, Soul. Joe
1: Soul. not That is not ringing a bell for me but I'm writing it down. Yeah. Um,
0: so he's a uh, there is a, a, an episode an interview with him um, I will link it in the show notes um, here. Awesome. Um, so he's an adoptee he's a therapist. He's um uh, and a new yorker and it's he's getting you know he's he's in his eighties I think. I think he's I think he's in his eighties. He maybe in his seventies, maybe in his nineties, I don't know. <laughs> but I, so I, I I I I we got on the, the the zoom um with him and um he starts and I just can't get a word in edgeways. Uh and it he, he just he gives me half an hour of trauma trauma um, uh education and uh, and, and then he then he takes breath and I'm being I'm res- being res- you know respectful of the guy I'm trying to be you know, trying to be respectful for for all I guess you know, I sometimes don't get it right um and he said uh, uh so he, he took a breath and I, I kind of like saw an opportunity to ask him a question I said so is there any hope Joe he said, "Yeah, of course, there's hope." I said, "Great, well, I'll start recording it." You mean you haven't been recording already? I said, "No, no, I haven't." Okay, okay. so off we went. But so it is it, an adoptee talking to an adoptee, and 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 for and, and for, for I, I don't know what reason he has to he he he. he gives me a trauma education lesson for, th- for for 30 minutes. And and that happened in the group. So you were told, have you not read anything about have you not read anything about this? You now like do, do, you know, do we like, do we have to do this to one another? <laughs> you know, do you know that uh, I was, again I, I said this in the podcast recording I just did um before we spoke, you know. Um the body keeps the score. It's like it's re- the primal wound. It's like it, it's like a really triggering headline, isn't it? it? It's like a really ominous headline. It's like it's like headlines in newspaper, newspapers and on on, on, on the media. You know, warning of a warning of us, a warning of, us of, of of global meltdown. And people have to put the bejesus the scare the bejesus out of us to get our attention because otherwise we're not interested so they have to yeah. they have to really like and and, and as a as a guy who, you know i have talked about how i'm kind of susceptible and sensitive and that's it scares me and like why do they have to why do they have to do that um,
1: yeah it's it's interesting when i was going through um writing this book it was very important to me, and I told my editor, I told everybody, my moms, everybody. I'm like, I want to write a book about love. This is about, you know, ways to expand your family, and expand the human experience of supporting each other. That's that's very important to me. I said, and this topic makes it hard for people to see that sometimes. <laughs> and, um, but to be fair. If, if all I talked about was, you know, the beautiful experience that I had and getting to know it from receiving a very loving adoptive family and from, you know, getting to know a very loving first mother, everybody being open to relationships and in all directions. Um, if that was all I talked about, um, it wouldn't be really honest. And um, to and I being truthful is really important, I think, if you want to tell a story of love. And so, and when you're when you're really nitty gritty truthful, <clears throat> especially about you know life, life is trauma. You're gonna you're gonna have to include those those tough points too. And um, <clears throat> that was a beautiful balance for me to systematically go through, as I went through it. You know, I can't use trauma as a crutch for all the problems in my life. Adoption trauma. That that's not true. Um, it okay. is there, but it, maybe. To some degree, some that some that I may be aware of, some that I'm not. But there's also this like a whole lot of love and support, and I, and I don't want um all the efforts and all like my first mother's energies and concerns and um what that drove her, you know, to her decisions to to be overlooked, you know. Um, so yeah, this balance is interesting. My mother in the very beginning, uh, she asked me who is going to be the villain in my story (laughs) and i i thought that was a really interesting question um because i didn't feel the need i'm like there won't be any villains this this story won't have villains but of course there is there comes a point in storytelling where there's there's like an opposition to the protagonist and um so so that was just like a fascinating again creative exercise for me i'm like how who is the villain in in my adoption story is there one you know to what degree and uh that was I, I would have never taken the time to consider that if I hadn't invested you know this this dedication of time to looking uh, into my own story of adoption in, in great detail and then you know where that took me presenting it out to a reader so. Yeah, it's super useful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. You know, when I think of systems analyst, I think of really techy, techie stuff. But obviously, you know, like you, you've got maybe maybe it's not as techy as I think it was. Maybe it's not as techy as a coder, I guess. It, it, it doesn't it, it does it require, you know, both left and massive generalization, but does it require systems honest you need left and right skills
1: yeah Basically. so i was a coder oh right. okay <laughs> i was a coder in the beginning um <clears throat> i think people try to convince you that it doesn't require uh intuition empathy that kind of thing but when you get you do you need it everybody's using it in business um The people who just receive instructions and code them out probably aren't applying that. But uh, to do analysis and understand what people's real needs are, it's it's really a game of understanding people's needs and trying to deliver them. And people have a heck of a hard time describing what their needs are. Like You have to read between the lines a lot. And you have to find ways to um, robe into their thinking so that they can describe what their what their needs and desires really are. And that's, I think, the art form. Um, I was almost it's and I I wrote a book on this. Um, it was a decision series about how people make decisions. And uh it's like people want to like kind of train the intuition and feeling and you know, whatever that the left side out of you. But you actually, the more you embrace it, the the richer uh any of those technical things turn out to be you know so yeah there's there's definitely a technical side it, it's it's i think it's the detailed me <laughs> yeah. or the the like patience for really nitpicky details um not everybody can like slow themselves down enough for that and i think that's that's my like technical side
0: yeah fascinating um are there other awakenings that you'd like to share with us new awarenesses that came through this creative process that I've not asked you about, you, or you not had a chance to share.
1: Yeah, there was, as these these experiences unfolded, um, it's kind of interesting to me how they started like outward. Like I started like the Facebook thing was some of the first things I did. Awareness of other people's experiences and awareness of my parents' experience and then awareness of my first mother's experience. <clears throat> and gradually and gradually it got closer and I had to start reflecting <laughs> on myself. Yeah. Um, and that was the hardest bit.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm laughing because I was thinking, I'm, I'm laughing because, yeah, I, I, before you started uh, saying the outward stuff, I thought, yeah, we, we, we have been looking outward so far. Um, yeah. and so I'm not I'm not laughing because it was difficult. <laughs> see, see, that they, that they, there's a there's a, a prime example. Right, I think I may have caused offence, um, inadvertently, and and then uh, I, I have from from the way you laughed, I I hadn't. So there's there's a it, it, there's a real life example where my radar's a bit wobbly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was the hardest part, and. <clears throat> it took the whole process to get there and that's why i'm thankful for having a creative project like i really wanted to finish it and if i didn't have a project driving me to keep going forward and going going basically inward <laughs> and more inward and more inward i don't know if i would have gotten there cuz it it's it's a hard journey and um but I was glad I did. You know, I, I, as I was writing um, these different perspectives, you know, uh, when you read prose, you you often have like some action in the story. and then the character has reflection about can, they kind of justify why they did or they reveal, you know, their inner um, feelings and emotions about what's going on. And so I would get to these these parts where now it was time to to like reflect. And, and I, I had to find that within myself. So, um, that was definitely a lot of the awakenings, you know, that's where I started asking myself the questions. Why, why did I wait five years to go, to go introduce myself to my first mother, even after I know full well who she was and how to get a hold of her. And what did, how, how was her feelings about that? I mean i never thought about that once and so it's easy to kind of brush that stuff on just the logistics of life like life didn't allow me to do that until then but no no i made the choices (laughs) i waited till something was ready you know about myself before um i was i was ready to go see her face to face and uh, a lot of like people who aren't adopted or audience people would be like, why didn't you just like boom go there like the next day? I don't understand that. And so, like in my story, I had to kind of explain my explain myself, you know. So, yeah, that was that was an interesting experience. And um, what I will tell myself is, I still haven't reached out to my um, biological father, and I know full well his who he is and where he lives. And so I'm still taking this journey of self-awareness about what motivates me and my actions. And um I I would have never looked at those things unless I had picked up this project. Yeah.
0: Um so it for me it was never about my my birth father but uh I found out eleven days ago, twelve days ago. Well
1: wow.
0: where, where he is or, or where he lived. We're not we're ninety-nine percent sure he's alive, but I'm not sure. But I haven't reached out yet either. Um, um yeah. Um reach out this is an it's an american saying this reach out thing it's not common in in the uk um, and some uk some brits take offense to when americanism's come over the pond so there's a joke going on there's a joke at the moment that you know um and, uh, unless you're in the four tops you can't say reach out because they a song called reach out reach out and i'll be there or something uh. are, are you in the four tops no, well, you, you you so you can't say reach out. Are you American? I didn't thought You can't say reach out if you're a Brit. I don't. I don't know what I said. Um, uh, so
1: now, now I learned a thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I have an immense amount of completely useless trivia to share. Sometimes um, <laughs> the uh, where would I go on this one? Right. Um, what did you learn? about, when we say self-awareness, I, when we say self-awareness, we can, sometimes we can mean, you know, why we behave the way that we do. Sometimes we can mean why we think the way we do. And sometimes we can say, well, understanding who we are, like being aware of our self, like our true self, self our our essence, our spirit, our consciousness. Do those does is that too where is does that mean does that d- d- does what I'm talking about mean make any sense to you? Because I right, like it's keep, in my keep little room. Okay. Keep, keep going. Right. Um so oh how can i sum this up really quickly for a in a couple of sentences well okay so um it's metaphor time okay it's metaphor time so this i i name check a guy called rupert spire all the time and this is his metaphor okay so rupert Spira is um a, Consciousness uh, is an author who talks about consciousness and by consciousness, he means who we truly are, who we truly are um, uh, beneath what happens to us, beneath what we, what we feel beneath what we think. And So his metaphor is a screen. So we are a screen on which our experience appears. We are the screen, not the experience. And included in the experience is the the story, the feelings, the thoughts. So that's what I kind of mean by consciousness. Does that make sense uh-huh sure
1: okay yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: so what have you learned about what what was what what was well what have you learned that's a really big question go answer it each other any way you want what have you learned about yourself through um when you finally you know you started the process by looking externally You you then shifted your focus to internal, looking at yourself. What have you learned about yourself? What do you continue to learn about yourself through this process?
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. Well, I did learn the kind of um, an, an innate need to share my feelings and thoughts. It, clearly, it was important enough to me that I would go through a multi-year experience of putting together a book, and that was a little surprising to me.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But so there was this innate need, and I know you doing this uh, podcast, you know, adoptees have this this need to to speak about their experiences, stories, and feelings. So I I didn't know I had that, and I learned I learned that about myself. I also learned I can like turn an eye to the, the uglier things, the, the hard, the hard things. Like I definitely focus on just the good stuff and I only want to talk about that and the rest I can, but it's, it's better not to shove it aside. Worth the journey to face the things that I previously didn't want to look at. And that was, that was, that was a great win for myself. (laughs) And then, um, I also learned I have some protection, some defenses that, uh, as much as I would like to bring them down, I haven't figured out how to bring them all down. And, and that's okay. Like I kind of made peace with some of my defenses, um, but encourage those things to continue growing. So, um. So those are those are a few things that okay. I really appreciated uh, learning about myself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Can you talk about the diff- defenses um, with some examples? Uh, would if you're happy to do so? If you'd rather not, then, you know, that's totally okay as well.
1: Well, I already revealed a big one to you, which was um, not reaching out to my biological father and I still kind of so one of the things I knew when I was doing something good for myself was the voices that remind you something you know that kind of turn in your head they stopped they like like when I when I sent forward my uh, final version of my book to my publisher so many voices stopped in my head in in a good way you know like the, the spin finished and it felt like peace. Right. And it felt like saying goodbye to something. But on these 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 defensive pieces, the voice is still there. And so I it was it's reminding me to come back and think about it someday. And and that's okay. So um I'm thinking I'll probably get to know that voice for a while and then hopefully someday it will find its peaceful, its peaceful place too. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful. Um, One one of my early mentors, I don't don't speak to her as much, on my stuff, on my um, curiosity-fueled journey, um, says, if we're okay with not feeling okay, we're always okay. Yeah. If we're not, yeah. if we're okay, we're not feeling okay, we're always okay. Most of the time, I it fighting fighting our feelings prolongs the war. Because we go to war with our feelings. And I this is you know, I may be good at curiosity, but I'm even better at that. <laughs> 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 like worrying about worrying. Yeah. So worry and then worry about worrying. Um so being at peace with your defences it 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 is, is is beautiful because you're not you're not you're not fighting them.
1: Yep. Life's too short to fight that.
0: feels like a good place to bring it in. It does. As always, listeners, check out the show notes for the socials and the, the books that these beautiful authors are bringing to us. Um, Is there anything else that I've not asked that you'd like to, to share before we wrap it up?
1: Uh, I just – I really want to thank you for um... – investing your time in the podcast and your webinars and uh the people that you speak to and and share your thoughts with so thank you
0: yeah thank you we can can you feel the place we've just got to in in the last 30 seconds or is it just me oh i'm
1: i'm good i'm good with the space
0: yeah can you feel the space can is it? I, I'm I'm asking you. I, I I'm I'm I found where you took me to, and I kind of just reinforced it a little bit and teased it out. It, it 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 took me to a a place of um incredible peace when you said, you know, life's too short. Something loosened. Some of my defenses came down, I mean, and and I just touched a a, a perfect place of, of peace, and I'm and I'm wondering whether. You 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 got there too, or is it just me?
1: I d- I did. Yeah, I did.
0: That's cool. It's amazing cool. when we can <laughs> it is, when we can think how 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 we touch that space. You know, my computer screen, your your face is eighteen inches from me, and yeah, you're on this on the screen, and your faces is however many thousands of miles away on the other side of the pond, and yet that it's, it's, we were both in the same space.
1: It's incredible.
0: That's when we are um, one spiritual being lovely thank you very much thank you too I hope you've touched the space too listeners you're probably driving and you're thinking what is Simon going on about what's Terry going on about well go back and listen to it when you're not driving Cool. thanks a lot, bye bye